The following film podcast frequently contains adult content, including foul language and descriptions of adult situations. Spoilers for the films discussed occur often. Listener discretion is advised. Now take it away, Dr. Rausch. (laughs) They must be destroyed on sight! Welcome back to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. It is episode 163, and I'm your host, Lee. Your mother is a prostitute, your father is a crook, and your grandfather is a man with a very broad buttocks. Russell, joined by my co-host, Daniel. When you're about to die, don't ask so many questions, Harper. And joined by... Good advice. Good advice. And my my other uh, co-host, Paul. I generously spared your sister, Ramali. Mm-hmm. How, are you, how are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, she, that's a lie. I have never done that, ever. <laughs> You're not as much of a gentleman as a no. hero is. When, no, I am. When, when it no, comes I, to insulting I like, someone's I, family. I, I, I was going to say, it's Paul. In Swedish, we don't really care about that so much. Ramali. <laughs> Okay, uh, so we're gonna be we're gonna be uh, following up uh, the mercenary from last week. We're gonna be looking at the sort of semi remake, semi follow up, whatever you want to call it, uh, again from Sergio Corbucci, and that's Campaneros from 1970. But before we get into that, we do have a little bit of host cleaning to do, so we do have some comments here. Kai Clear came in on the Facebook group in response to our our episode on the mercenary. Said brilliant episode, thanks guys. So there you go. You're welcome. Anytime. Uh, yeah, we're... we we just produce genius every, every week. It's I'm we're just happy you noticed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's what we do. It's it's a genius factory over here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Jeff Williams comes in with his recommendation of the week, and he says uh, this week it's the Night Visitor from 1971. Nice uh, film. Max von is locked up in an escape-proof insane asylum for murder. That doesn't mean he can't exact revenge on those who put him there. A superior English thriller set in Sweden. The film features a great cast that also includes Trevor Howard, Liv Ullman, and personal favorite pair Oscarson. Okay, that sounds awesome. good. I assume you've seen this, have you, Paul? Yes, yes, I have. Yes, I have seen this. Right on. Because I I watched it per to another one. It was night. It was a something like Night Visitor too, because I found this one first. And there was a uh, Donald Pleasance film with the same kind of title. Where it was a panther killing people. So I watched that one first. And then I was like, oh, what's this? Donald Pleasance. Fuck yeah. That was years ago, though. So I'll have to re, re, re- fast forward through it. Yeah, this sounds like something we'll uh, put on the list to uh, get to eventually. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Jeff. And finally, we have a YouTube comment. What would an episode be without a YouTube comment? It just doesn't feel complete. Um, Is it from Greg? No, it's not from Greg. It's from some. Uh, uh, Greg hasn't. Greg hasn't commented in a long time. Uh, because, no. Yeah, but the problem is your tit level has dropped significantly. I've noticed since future comments. Well, I've tried to slim it's down possible. a little, Paul. Thanks for noticing. I, I, you look beautiful. Yeah, great. Oh, you mean TNA on the episodes? Okay, yeah, that joke mm. just fell flat. Jasper Edwards posted on our uh, episode twenty-four on YouTube. Wow, Ghoul- what- it was. Ghoulies 3 and uh, Ghoulies Go to College and not if this hurts. Oh, God. Oh, 
so good. A great episode. A great yeah. episode. Clearly, this is going to be a really enlightening, nuanced take on our uh, I, uh, early work. I'm, I'm really excited I, I to, to get this comment. I have all those films. Well, I have a question. I've been so drunk lately. Was I even on that podcast? No, you weren't. No. no, because I love all those films, and I don't think I talked about a single fucking one of them. So, but there you go, because lots of TNA on the house. So there you go. Mm, you were too busy uh, that that weekend. I think I was busy probably with uh, not getting TNA. So or maybe uh, were you yeah. even on the podcast at that point? I can't remember. It's been so fucking long yeah, ago. Now. That's actually quite a long time ago. Yeah, I don't you know, know if you, you were. Gra- you yeah, did make a grave mistake one time and invited me. So, uh, well, what was his comment, by the way? Here's his comment. Two words that uh, just summarize just heaps of uh, critical uh, thought and um, Fuck re- really really sum the entire episode up. Idiot clickbait. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. Nice. So yet nice. again, huh. another person on YouTube looking for either it Ghoulies won't... 3, Ghoulies Go to College, or Not at this Earth. No. I, 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 I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna counter signal this a bit, Lee. I think he's describing himself. It's yeah. clickbait for idiots, you know. Like well, that's my the... thing is like, how, how is it clickbait when it says a review? It's a podcast reviewing these. See, that's the films. thing, and, and this is before I I got my shit straight and tried to organize what how the titles read and stuff on on the YouTube versions of these. I didn't even put the titles of the movies in the actual title of the video. I, it's just like episode twenty four, sex comedies part three or something like that. It doesn't even have so the that's titles. Def- that's definitely not idiot clickbait. You're an idiot yeah. if you clicked on it, you piece I think of he's, I think he's. I think he's responding to the fact that the uh, still I used for it was Tracy Lords in that fucking blue bikini, which is... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know. I actually like her when she's scrubbing her ass and itching it in uh, Not From This Earth. I think I like mm-hmm. that. I like the ass scratch scene the best. That's anything, involving her, anything involving her ass in that film is pretty good. Congratulations, Jasper. Hey, you're Jasper, the idiot. we know you're alive. Good for you. Yeah. You're the idiot because you clicked on for something obviously much different than what you uh, got. So, uh, fuck you. Mm-hmm. I like to think that they were clicking on it for the spank material. And then once they heard our voices, actually they kind of got into it. They like, got into oh. They hated themselves like, for it. They, yeah. they, yeah. they typed the thing, idiot clickbait, and they were like, actually, these guys... They sound pretty hot over this still I, of Tracy Lords, and uh, I'm into this. You so. want to hear more, Jasper? Boy. <laughs> it is you, you, you want to hear us talk more and more about what the fuck was your name? Uh, the hot blonde chick from Ghoulies 3. Hope Mary Carlton. You want to hear us talk more about her dancing in her underwear? And getting I killed in the I shower by a plunger? I, I, yeah, I couldn't believe the amount of bush that was in Ghoulies Go to College. It was fantastic. It was like a late period return to form for uh, stupid sex comedies, I guess. But uh, loved, yeah, loved, loved it. But uh, yes, thank you all for your comments, especially you, Jasper. You made my night, you little bitch. You're the you're the best. Mm-hmm. I, I love how much content we get out of two words that somebody posts. <laughs> you know, <laughs> mockery is the best medicine. Okay, yeah. so uh, we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna play some music from this excellent score for this fucking film. And a couple podcast promos, and we'll be back with Companeros. You ungodly warlock. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension of not only a film and sound, but mind. 
a journey into an auditory movie review adventure that must be experienced to be believed. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Doomsday Clock. You can extract the Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock podcast by either searching for WYCH on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and on your Android device. Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. So prepare yourself. The podcast ice is gonna break! You ungodly warlock! Campaneros from 1970, also known as Vamos a Matar, Campaneros. Of all the heroes, renegades, and dirty low-down thieves the West has produced, none can compare with... Compañeros! 
fate brought them together. You're going to witness a classical squashing of the head. Church! Greed made them inseparable. Don't take your eyes off the sweet. If you're nervous because you want to join us, then be my guest. And violence made them campaneros. Give me one single case where violence is absolutely necessary. Yours. No violence. No violence. How did you escape from there? It was Marcia. She saved me from a nail that pinned my flesh to the tree. How? <laughs> she ate off my hand. Campaneros, so unmatched, and yet they're matchless. The Campaneros blow everything, including your mind. In some markets. Directed again by Sergio Corbucci, written by Ardino Marari, Massimo Di Rita, Fritz Ebert, Sergio Corbucci, and Jose Frade. Also has some dialogue credits, but although he wasn't credited on the film with doing it. Starring Franco Nero as Yodlov Penguin Peterson. Here, here instead of uh, Tony Musante this time, uh, we have Thomas Millian as El Vasco. Uh, Jack Palance is back as John. Fernando Rey as Professor Zantos. Iris Bourbon as Lola. Jose Baldo as General Mongo. Uh, Eduardo Fragido returns briefly, very briefly, looking kind of like, <laughs> he looks to me like uh, Raul Julia as uh, M. Bison in the, the fucking Street Fighter film. He just kind of looked like him to me <laughs> as the Colonel. And Karen Schubert as Zaria. And the synopsis we have here, I pulled from IMDb from someone called Claudio Carvalho from uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. In times of revolution in Mexico, the ignorant Vasco is promoted by the corrupt General Mongo to lead his men in the invasion of San Bernardino. Uh, meanwhile, the arms trader Yolof Swedish Peterson arrives in the village to deal with Mongo. However, the money to buy the weapons is locked in a bank safe. The only man that knows the combination to open the safe that was not murdered by Mongo's men is the pacifist Professor Zantos that is prisoner in Fort Yuma in the United States. Swedish offers to release Santos, but the suspicious Mongo asks Vasco to go with Yolof. The twosome is chased by the followers of Santos, led by the beautiful Lola, that want to convince the duo to join the revolution, and by the mercenary John that lost one of his hands in the betrayal of Yolof to save his life and use his smart hawk Marcia to get Santos to deal with Mongo. That's all one fucking sentence that lasts a little bit. Yeah. You, you might want to have broke that up a bit, but it kind of covers the plot. It's, just run on with it. Run on. They, they have not quite invented uh, periods in Portuguese, so I think that's kind of the language. Well, it's, that's just fascism for you. That's <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you like live on the Iberian Peninsula, you know. Uh, hey, one, one, one of these days the United States will liberate the entirety of South America. and then yeah. we'll don't, don't, don't fool yourself, it's going to be Canada. <laughs> We are already. I, I already feel liberated. Liberated. I, I was, I, was say, I feel. I feel. I feel the giant swelling 
attack coming every day, and I and I cry a little. It's, it's all right. A little. It's okay. We'll you're, hold, you're, we'll, Lee is a power to be re- reckoned with. Well, we'll cuddle I, afterwards. I it's good. As long as we get a cuddle, I'm fine. Mm. So, uh, like I said, this is <laughs> military intervention. Always comes with a cuddle. That's the way. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. I would say this film lacks the cuddles, and I kind of wanted some cuddles. I'm just saying. It's got yeah. a bit, you know. It's got yeah. a bit. So, uh, getting into it, uh, Paul, what's your sort of general impressions of this one? <clears throat> Loving it. I, I like. I like the fact that it didn't exactly play out the way I thought it would mm-hmm. with cer- certain aspects of the film, but it played out better than I thought it would. So I'm definitely. Uh, uh, liking this, of course, Jack Blance is in this film. I'll talk about him a little bit later. But other than that, yeah, great film, great film. I think this is probably I. I don't want to sound like a dick tool, but I really, really like Nero in his performance in this film. And I just think the way he played everything was really great. Uh, Daniel, agreed. I really enjoy this. This is uh, the less serious, more uh, kind of fun and games version of the Mercenary. It's got a little bit less of a, of a you know kind of overt political tinge, but it's still got a little bit of that going on. Um, it's definitely got a more straightforward plot. Um, I love Jack Plants as the as the villain. He's got <laughs> this like sliminess that's just all through the film. I just love how he just feels like. He almost feels like a wax figurine who's like kind of going around and um, doing terrible things. Uh, I love the, uh, the revolutionaries. I love the you know just the, the kind of basic storyline. I don't know. Um, this was this was just kind of a pure like kind of fun movie. It does have some 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 interesting stuff in it. It does have some some kind of cool uh, political stuff, but that's definitely backgrounded much more so than in the mercenary. And um, yeah, really enjoyable. Great performances. Um, one I will definitely be revisiting. I like the fact that there's a lot of comedy aspects to this film that you wouldn't normally see in a lot of other ones. Oh, yeah, there's but... a there's a lot of dark comedy in this. Yeah, yeah my, absolutely. My favorite moment in the film is you know when they do the the close up shot on the what are we going to do with the hawk and then like pull back uh, bird <laughs> over a flame it. yeah roasting it like yeah. well that's the end of that bird <laughs> and then you said, Professor Santos is like. That bird was almost smart as a person, and then he's like, "No longer tastes like shit." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the professor's like, "Well, at least I can feed him to my turtles." So yeah, yeah. <laughs> my turtles uh, but... won't go hungry. I was kind of thinking there's like a Master Splinter vibe in that scene, you yeah. know, like oh, I'm gonna, you know. <laughs> but yeah, this is very much. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure some people push back on this, but it really is basically just a a retooling, a remake of The Mercenary. I mean, the, the plot is almost exactly the same, just with some slight tweaks. The comedy is much more prevalent, both dark comedy and just sort of silly, uh, sort of shtick and stuff like that. Like, there's some goofy moments here. I think, man, just, just putting Thomas Millian in this improves it about 100%. Not, I'm not trying to shit on Tony Misante, but I think Millian is just a way better performer when it comes to balancing the comedy and the action. Like, um, he's he's not as an over-the-top performer, I think, as Musante mm. was. So it's a little less, little less clownish, uh, a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more serious. There, there is a gag there, just because you know there's an he literally wears clown makeup during you know a big chunk of uh... yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and I wasn't even intending that, but there you go. Um, oh, and it, wow. He sort of pulls off this funny little uh, Che Guevara look with his beret, you know, going on. Mm. Nero in this, I think he's better in this than in the Mercenaries. He's, he's a, even. He's even more willing to show his ass, basically, in this one, as in, you know, getting his butt handed to him and being in trouble more more often. 
Like yeah. he, he's he's even more of a schemer in this one, but he's less evil, but more of a schemer in a, in a weird way. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, I you, think that's probably why he, I like it so much because he just seems like he has that kind of human side, but he always he has that one hand up, but he still gets his ass handed to him too. Yeah, uh, you see him here literally in the same position that we saw uh, Tony Masante in uh, the Mercenary, where he's buried up to his neck in sand at one point, yeah. and they're supposed to stomp him into paste with a, a bunch of horses coming over. Over him. Mm. Uh, again, you get Franco Nero with a fucking machine gun in this. I mean, it's just Corbucci <laughs> has to put a machine gun in fucking Franco Nero's He, he has to give Franco Nero a machine gun. Yeah. If, if, you only... can't give, if you can't give Nero a rail gun, there's something going on that you have a problem. If, if only Franco Nero had played Rambo, that would be the, you know, <laughs> yeah. the ultimate. If only Corbucci had directed that, then the, the entirety so of the If, if, if Nero could have been in Predator when they mowed down the jungle, this could have been better. Like, fucking Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger, you hacks! Fucking just <laughs> totally ripping off Frank O'Neill on this. <sighs> fucking Palance is fucking amazing in this. Like, I think he's even be- like he gets more to do in this than he does yeah. in the Mercenary. Uh, even though he's introduced later in this film than he is in the Mercenary, he still gets more to do. He's like right up to the end in this one, basically. I forgot uh, he was in it at first. Like, yeah. and he shows, oh, right, Jack Palance is in this. Right, yeah. right. Well, I didn't and know I mean, he was in it when I first started. I was like, shit, I missed the film with Jack Palance. I'm like, oh, there he is. Yeah, it, it one kind of I love thing. how we're all saying Palance. It's Palance, but you know, no, we're all I say Palance. I, I've said Palance. Well, the thing is, that I've I've heard his name ever since I was a kid because he's from here, and it was always Palance. So everyone just said Palance, not Palance. I don't know why, but uh, I don't I, care I, why. I, I don't I, care what it is. He's dead. What's he going to do about it? Like, I, I, yeah. I excuse my pronunciation. I'm sorry. He's dead. He's not going to do anything about it. Um, but but Palance. Pay Lance, P.A. Lance, that's a, a Pennsylvania penis is kind of what yeah. I gather. I Lance lots of bitches, usually when they're sleeping or dead. <laughs> Page and court psyops, you need a friend. <laughs> How much more evil could they make him, though? They, they try to make him, like, visually so over the top, but again, his performance is, like, really reserved. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's literally got a wooden hand and a fucking mm-hmm. hawk that, or falcon that he has on it. Well, and, and he's, high, he's high off his tits the whole time, too. He's got a fucking pouch full of fucking joints that he opens at yeah. one point. He's like got like a hundred in there. <laughs> He's well, just like constantly smoking. I don't know. I don't know if he, I think. Would you say that probably he did this himself and not the actor, the the director? But like when he scratches his wooden hand and stuff like that, like I think oh, that I, he probably. I think he did that himself. I think. I think he had a lot of fun doing this role. Like he looked like he was having a lot of fun, and then it's like. I've seen some of those those, those kids, the way the, those, those stoners look. I'm, I'm going to get a chance to try those mm-hmm. expressions on film. And mm-hmm. so he's constantly, he's constantly got this like half squinting grin going on throughout the entire film. And he's always sweating. So mm-hmm. he's like right out of reefer madness or something like right. that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that every character has its own little moment in the sun and interacts with every other character in the film, no matter how they're kind of put in. I, it's just a really well-written script that i was not expecting how well written this is going to be that's true like palance here again he, he gets more to do like he, he gets to you know interact more with nero and uh, milion whereas in the mercenary although he does have a beef with nero in that as well he's pretty much just put to the side until right near the end where he has that show up showdown with uh, musante in the in the uh bullfighting ring but yeah here he's active right up to the end and he's constantly like poking his nose in where it doesn't belong 
and so he's really good and I don't know if there's as many twists and turns in this as there are in the mercenary, but there's still like a lot of different parties like moving around and interacting with each other, but it's very easy to follow. It got compared to, um, you know, like the good, the bad and the ugly a little bit. And some of the, you know, where you've got this kind of trio of characters with kind of different motivations. This, I mean, it, I, I sort of get that, but this is much more like straightforward than, than a lot of those other kind of movies. Yeah. I, it's, uh, it's really like, you know, for the most part, um, Nero and Milan are kind of working together, even though they're, they're kind of have different motivations and they're not necessarily buddies, but mm-hmm. they're mostly working together. And then Palance is kind of like on the outskirts of everything. And, the real main antagonist is really more, you know, like just the environment they're in. And then, you know, sort mm-hmm. of the, sort of the, the general is kind of more the kind of the big bad that they're really fighting. And it, it seems, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a uh, kind of highlighting just that there are different factions and different, you know, kinds of, uh, kind of people all kind of fighting each other and they make, you know, kind of temporary alliances. And, you know, the complete, you know, the mercenary is great, but it's, it, you really do have to kind of sit down with it almost with a notebook to kind of like follow along with all the different mm-hmm. stuff. This is much more streamlined and it makes it, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not kind of shitting on either one. I'm just kind of saying yeah. it's, it's streamlined and it's a much more, it is more Hollywood kind of version, you know? Yeah, it is. It is more cohesive. It's easy to follow. And I think that's one of the reasons why I like it because I'm kind of stupid. So that works out pretty well, but no, I, I definitely, I definitely kind of, it was easy to follow, and I do like the how it is a, it is kind of a buddy movie, even though mm-hmm. you know maybe it wasn't meant to be feeling so much of a buddy movie. You know, you you expect like some weird like you know I actually like you even though I fucking hate your guts kind of moment, and I like that. You know what I mean? Especially after they beat the fuck out of each other, and they look at the professor's gone. He's like, oh fuck, he ran away. Yeah, and no, I, they. You know, you can you can tell they get along really well, and it's like Nero and Milan were lifelong friends. Milan died in 2017, I believe it was. But here in this is the only film they worked together in, as far as I remember. Mm-hmm. And kind of kind of the reason was that they were both kind of at the top of their game at that point, and they were actually kind of competing against each other on the film. Yeah. <laughs> right. Although they were friend does. They, they were getting along, but at the same time, they were fighting on the film, too. And also, Nero had problems with Corbucci. Apparently, he was a little temperamental that Corbucci was focusing on Milan instead of him, uh, as far as the filming goes. But uh, that's, just, that's all behind them now, anyway. But so it was a little uh, prima donna action. There there was. Uh, they, they were both, you know, top actors in, in the Italian international markets, whatever. And they were both, uh, you know, kind of getting in each other's way basically because mm-hmm. Milan's more of a, um, or Milan's more of a, uh, he's more of a method actor than Nero is. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of thing can tend to rub, uh, other actors the wrong way when you, you it feels like the guy's being pushy when he's just like being in character and shit like that you know so like there's there's a scene here where Nero's character is being hung and and he's on the verge of you know losing his footing and gonna be straight up hung and, and die and uh Milian's character is fucking with him you know sort of teasing him and taunting him uh, a lot of that was improvised, like where he kind of fish hooks his eye there a little and tugs on his mustache and sings that song. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He just made that up right on the spot. And apparently Nero wasn't too happy with it afterwards. Yeah. He's like, we need to reshoot this. And Corbucci is like, fuck that. We're, we're keeping no, it. No, it was golden. Fuck you. We're, we're it's keeping a, it. it. It's a great scene. It's, it's you know, you, you really get the, the, the antagonism there. You really get the kind of, you know. I'm gonna come get you, but I'm gonna you know make you suffer for for a little mm-hmm. bit first. No, you know, no, yeah. the thing is, it wouldn't have made sense if he didn't string him along. It wouldn't have made sense because you have your nemesis in a bad spot. You have to fuck with him. You do. <laughs> like I don't understand. Like I don't. 
I don't even understand why someone wouldn't write a fuck with him scene into that at at all. And they didn't. So I'm glad he put it in because it just wouldn't have been as good. It was kind of yeah. like when the train came. Oh, don't Marshall was, will sh- sh- tell us when the train's coming. He went, ah, train. I was like, pretty sure you probably hear the train. Fuck that. Yeah. Thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that, that was weird. There. I, yeah. I, think, I think you can just sort of put that to uh, the character uh, that Polanski uh, that is playing there. Where he's just so stoned out of his mind that he believes that he can talk to his falcon, you know? It's like, <laughs> I, th- I think that's really what it is. It, he, he's just so deeply stoned all the time that he believes the falcon's talking to him and he can talk to the falcons like, oh, Marsha will will tell us when the train is coming. It's like, no, you fucking fool. You're going to hear the train from like a couple miles away because it's the only yeah. thing fucking making noise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just kind of funny like that. I don't know. There's a little moments that seem a little silly. Uh, I like, I like, uh, like for instance, Nero's epic dive off the bridge, seventeen seconds before it blows the fuck up. <laughs> he ran pretty yeah. fast across that bridge after yeah. he uh, after he blew mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, there the the action in this is way better than in the mercenary. Like it, it's much more intense. I guess is, is the yep. best way to put it. There's that scene in the end there where uh, they finally catch uh, General Mongo or whatever, mm-hmm. um, where, fuck, Jack Palance's character, he's up in the tower with his with his oh. men, and, and they're getting ready to, to fuck uh, Professor Xantos's shit up and all this stuff. And, and then they just have this big conversation, and fucking Nero and Milan just fuck people up. They they bring up the, the the squib work in this one that they didn't have in the mercenary where you see blood everywhere, mm-hmm. fucking squibs exploding, mm-hmm. fucking Milian is stabbing motherfuckers with a machete. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you have to understand. Like once they blew up the tower with everybody in it, I I'm pretty sure I had like six mangasms that whole fight because <laughs> he he brought a knife to a gunfight and kicked shit. Like I was like, I'm loving it. I'm I'm fucking loving this. Like especially when like. Nero was behind the wall, and the guy shot. He ducked, and then came up and shot the fucker. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I'm having a moment now. You have, <laughs> you have that quick cut montage of all of like Mongo's men, all their faces where they just go in pain, <laughs> being shot. You know, you don't, so you can save on squibs. You just have to show them being shot. Uh, you probably see the same guy four or five times. I don't know, mm. uh, but and and it helps that it's that fucking title song. Campaneros, <laughs> which is a great song. Great yeah, song yeah. It is absolutely fantastic. It, it just starts playing as soon as the fucking scene starts, which is just it, it just works, just works so well. I love hey, that uh, torture scene in the middle of the film where oh, where uh, he puts the rat gerbil, yeah, or the, gerbil or whatever it is. Like, I was like, you know, that's like a hamster or a gerbil, right? Like that's not a rat. <laughs> oh wait, did they paint that thing black to make it more look more like a rat? Did they? I think they actually got a black gerbil, but I was like, I mean, like, because I've seen uh, a couple of books and it was like torture through the ages. And one of them is when they take the rats and put it in the cauldron, and they slice your belly a little bit, and <coughs> put fire, like charcoal on top of the cauldron to make it hot. And then the rats burrow through your stomach and out through your mouth. It's something oh. they did in England a lot. Okay. Uh, but, and I'm just like, that's a guinea pig, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's a guinea pig. Like, I was thinking it was a prairie dog or something. No, it definitely wasn't a prairie dog. A prairie dog looks like a very long, elongated, kind of like a, what's the thing from Africa that kind of peeks out of the, like a, well, not like a, from India, like a mongoose. They, they're a little bit longer. That's not a prairie dog. I was like, that's a fucking gerbil. You know, you're just putting that gerbil in there, you know? Like, I, think, I think, I think, I think a starving gerbil, I wouldn't necessarily want that to dig through my I don't want, either, I don't know? want any rodents on my dick. 
Yeah. Well, it was on his belly. Let's just say it was on his. That basket was definitely like kind of right there on that midsection to where it depends on whether it's easier to cut through the, you know, the belly or to go a little bit further south. Honestly, I was kind of like, it didn't seem like it was on there that firmly. It seems like the the thing would just kind of scurry out through the side rather than like through your innards. But, you know, it's movie magic, you know. Yeah. Uh, Maybe the the gerbil was hungry. Maybe it was gay. One or the other. The only gerbil I want on my dick has to have a lot of duct tape. It could. Be, the guts out of its mouth when you never mind. Um, to, to, to be fair, to be fair, Lee, it could be a female gerbil. And could be, so, it could or, be. I'm not. I'm not assuming the nope. gerbil oh, gender. Okay, let's just penguin, let's keep it at that. Having sex with me, penguin. Well, at first it feels like he's. It seems like he's being tickled, and then well, finally it, starts it screaming. Be, it, it would, I love that because it would tickle like a motherfucker. So I like the fact that it went from ha 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 ha. Like uh, like like good scenes when people break down in movies, they start getting a little funny and weird, and the next thing you know, they start screaming. Like Evil Dead Two, wasn't it? They start he started like laughing and stuff, and then started then he screaming. goes insane. He yeah. goes insane. Love that kind of shit. Very very uh, good. So what do we think of um, Iris Bourbon as Lola here? Um, I think pretty good. All, all things considered, pretty yeah, good, no, yeah. pretty good. Uh, good. Uh, she gets I, more, I wouldn't, I wouldn't more say she's re- not, she's remarkable or anything standoutish, but what she did do was very well. Well, compared to uh, what's her name, uh, Giovanna Rally from uh, yeah, Mercenary, she, she, she gets she gets more to do. I think in this get, one, she gets more to do, but she's got less of a presence, and that's just yeah. kind of the unfortunate thing. Uh, well, the thing is, she's though, also like, only she's... like eighteen years old at the time. Oh, I she looks so up. young. There's she's a close so up. Young. There's yeah. a, there's a close up of her, and at one point, where I'm like, she could be twelve years old. Like, yeah. there's. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, once they that... give her the pixie cut and she's like carrying around a machine gun, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I, or a rifle or whatever. It's like, yeah, no, I, I, I buy that now. I'm into I, it. I, yeah. I will give yeah. her something though. The thing is though, she's very. The thing that works for this film, I think, is when she does do the action, it speaks more because she has been quiet. You know, like that that scene mm-hmm. where she blows the general away and they look at her and she's like, "Yeah, fuck this." I was like, "Oh, that's tough. That's tough." Well, even even like, like the like the students, you know, who who are sort of like they're revolutionaries by by necessity rather than by, cho- rather, you know, like like it, it, it you know, the other you know the the people that were following around through the movie are kind of like people who kind of got into violence because they did it by profession. Right. Um, and when then when you see the professor and you see like his students and the you know this kind of like practice nonviolence and yet we have mm-hmm. the uh, you know there, there's a real like reality to that. Uh, I would like that, I'd like you know? definitely like to say two things on that sort of score. There's some of those were fucking Asians. I don't care what anyone says. There was like two or three people I'm like you fucking Asian. You're not Mexican, you little bastard. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Um, and, I think and, I know who you're talking about too. You're talking about one of uh, Pounce's goons there with the no, uh, no, the... no, 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 the students. So there's two of those oh, motherfuckers were definitely Asian, you know. But you know, you have to get so many people. But I was like, you little son of a bitch. But uh, I love the fact that like there may it's... well have been like uh, like Chinese immigrants yeah, in like California yeah, like, in 1910. Like, hey, there's... hey, yeah. Paul, but, we know what Shanghai Joe could fucking do. So no, Shang, uh, don't fuck with Shanghai Joe. He will literally pull your eyes out with his fucking hands. This guy's mm-hmm, no fucking exactly. Joke. We, we've already but, covered and one. Then, uh, and then, uh, but I look at every little detail and like want to be like, oh fuck you. But when uh, the student is literally speaking truth and fact and just the way he is and frustration to the doctor about we have to use violence when it's necessary because of certain things. And the doctor's saying about we can't use violence. Violence solves nothing. 
he hits the fucking student. That's violence, you fucking hypocrite, you piece of shit. Well, like, I th- I think that's um, violence. I, I I'm sorry if I get hit, that's violence. I just got well, no. And, and here here's the thing. I agree <laughs> with you, Corbucci. I'm so sorry. We were t- we were talking about uh, in the mercenary where uh, Corbucci was politically motivated in, in the way he was doing the film, and he's definitely the same here, but lesser so. He was more optimistic in the mercenary. Here, mm-hmm. it feels like some of this stuff's influenced by sort of like the student rebellions and stuff in Europe mm-hmm. at the time. Right. And by the time that this comes around, they've mostly kind of petered out and not really done much. And I think Corbucci kind of soured on some of the uh, ideals behind them mm. a little bit, or at the, at the very least is reflecting the fact that some of them failed in the mm. way that the things happen in this film. So you, 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 you can't look at Latin America, like uh, student revolutions and student revolutionaries <laughs> in the seventies and not, or in the sixties and seventies and not think like, yeah, there's a, there's a, there, this is a mixed bag. This is a mm-hmm. mixed bag. You know? But uh, it, it, it definitely feels like a, a little bit more, um, fatalistic uh viewpoint mm-hmm. at this at this point uh, coming mm-hmm. from Corbucci. Uh although I think also when we get to the end of the film there's definitely some some sort of bright spots like honor and truth and even fighting oh, for a lost the cause. End of, kind the of end thing. of this film the the end of this film pays off so fucking hard. Like I don't know everything about the end of this film was like you know what this is better than I ever thought. Oh, so good. Like it was one of those moments where I was like you know what this was 2 hours long. Two hours well fucking paid. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was one of those. Mm, well, yeah. So Nero in The Mercenary, his character, is a cynical guy who's in it for himself to the end. He he learns to respect Tony Masante's character enough and, and be a friend with him. But he's, he's still off to, you know, seek profits and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know. And in this one, Franco Nero's character actually does the full turn where it's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to die with these people. Uh, well, I, I I did get the oh fuck I need help run, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> he, he if the if the army was not there, he would have kept going. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, oh, I, I, I think he could have. I think he could have. I think he could have avoided the army because they're they're on a singular path. Like we're going here but to kill the these same rebels. Time he was warning the people that he made friends with. Yeah, well, time, no, too. I but I think here I think the point at this at the end is that he he realized that his friendship with Thomas Millian's character mm. and 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 these people actually means more to him in the end like he, mm. he kind of saw how futile it was to like try mm. to scrape some pennies out of this whole fucking endeavor. Well, and, I definitely love the 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 dual scene between the two and oh, they yeah. realize I'm going to help him before I help myself. I mean, that was already said and done. Like that was mm-hmm. already like knitted by that point in time. But at the same time, I go, you little fucker, you probably, I don't know. I don't know you would have turned around if you like. Well, I think the look on his face kind of signifies that shit. These guys are going to die. And well, he I definitely don't... had a shit face. Like he was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then he but uh, I mean, I don't think they would have saw him like he was he was high up on, on like some hilltop and he saw them coming and he, like he could have gone any direction and avoided them. Right. Um, but well, he yeah, he definitely didn't just try to save himself. I agree, but there, like, he went back to warn the others and run for his ass, mm-hmm. like to help other people. It was good. It was just great. It was great. And if I'm not mistaken, like, I, it's been a long time since I've seen this film, Daniel. But and and we talked about it a little bit in the mercenary episode. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid isn't isn't the ending like somewhat similar? Where yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Where it's the two of them. Spoiler alert for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. <laughs> oh no. Um, 
the two of them uh, have have spent uh, years in South America, kind of uh, you know being bandits and revolutionaries, etc. And uh, you know, in the end, they're surrounded by uh, you know the the federales or whatever, and uh, they they go out guns blazing. I mean, it's very clear that Corbucci was both a fan of that film and uh, also had some things to say about you know some yeah. of the um, because you know that is definitely not a film that really has the uh, you know, the, the kind of weight that, that I think Carbucci's work does. As much as I like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, I think it's a really well-executed film. Anyway, mm. I love everything about the safe in this film. Like, I was, <laughs> yeah, I no, was, I agree. It's great. I was I, really on board with this, where it's like, oh, we got to go get, like, A, you get you bring in Nero. Like, he's he looks, he takes, a, like, he glances at the safe and is like, yeah, this is German-engineered steel, et cetera. So there's no way to get into this. Like, there's no way to get into this. It, this and like a, it's like, you need somebody who knows the combination. So, like, Basically, have you left anyone alive? And the general's like, "Yeah, no, we killed everybody." Oh, great. So, um, yeah, you didn't. So the general, uh, not very good at his job. All right, so now you got to hire me to go find this one guy who has the thing, and then I have to go and you know grab him, etc. And then the whole movie is just bringing him back to the safe, and then finally they get there, and what's in the safe? It's just a metaphor for socialism. And I'm well, like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> and I like that too. But I like the fact that like Nero purposely did this to get the general out of the way. Mm-hmm. Like he did this purposely. Okay, you're my one foe that's going to take some of this shit. I'm going to make sure you're dead. Then I'm going to sneak away because I have the combination all the time. And then I was like, oh, what the fuck's this shit? Oh, yeah, socialism. Uh, and here's the, here's the thing. You got one little piece wrong, Daniel, and this is even funnier, I think. It's not a German safe. It's a Swedish, it's a Swedish safe. safe. Oh, it's a with Swedish German safe. metal. Right, right, right. So, General Mongo. Rock. Yeah, General Mongo is like, here's the logic. Hey, the Swede is Swedish. He might know how to open this yeah, safe. Exactly. Right. That's why, because he's Swedish. So the Swedish safe That's with right. the German I, steel. I the forgot English the detail. Yeah. It, it's it's like I'm Canadian. I know everything about maple syrup and hockey. But you it's, do. It's, <laughs> I know nothing about either of those things. <laughs> Other than hockey is boring and maple syrup is sweet. That's all like, I know. Yeah. All I know is you got to. That's all get you the, need to know. Yeah. Yeah. So the, I have to. I have get to the ball to the end of the yard line. In so if we ever need to like get hockey sticks out of maple syrup i have to go and like capture fucking uh trudeau's kid and and bring him back to you have to to go bring you got to go grab wayne gretzky bring him wayne gretzky yeah he's old now he's a good point too because you're supposed to ride a moose the whole time when you do it see you fuck that up oh i mean no i mean i can do that yeah i mean that was already a given no, I figured. No, That's I just something you're born knowing how to do in Canada, right? Yeah, you know? it's like yeah. I'm from Berwick, so I already know how to make meth. Like I'm not from not born. from fuck. I'm not from Berwick. No, because you don't. Know oh, that's right. Meth. You have a Berwick too. Yeah, I have a Berwick. There's meth I, in it, your Berwick well, as well. Yes, yes. yes. It's 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 2019. There's meth everywhere. And, and yeah. actually, let's let's be honest. It's actually because I from England. It's, it's pronounced Berwick. Berwick. Yeah, but uh, but no one says that. We all say Berwick. Let's let's be honest. But you're 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 colonials, and uh, we're Commonwealth. Uh, lapsed but Commonwealth. You knew, but you knew so. what I was saying, so go fuck yourself. Yeah, no, it's Berwick. It's Berwick. Yeah, it's That's so, what we yeah, call it. So, yeah, and there and and there is meth in Berwick here. Yeah, too. just yes. saying. Um, they they just recently got uh, um, their one traffic light. Uh, that's how I, good I that will, town is. I will say that I I've always been on the ropes with Jack Palance or Palance. Oh yeah, you because, have history with him, so I'll let yes, you elaborate. I, now. I uh, I I've I've had dinner with him many times when I grew up and uh, I didn't know it at the time, 
but we always uh we we always went to the the lookout house um restaurant on top of nana uh, Dr- uh drums cunningham mountain and he is he was born in hazelton but he is from the drums cunningham area he lived there a long time with his brother when he was passing away and apparently growing up i actually had dinner with him a few times in the same restaurant he was a absolute prick <laughs> where if you even like said oh mr palance or plants or whatever uh i really like your work or just like you know ha- i hope you're having a nice day like i'm a fan of this and this he would berate you and basically try to basically threaten to kick the fuck out of shit out of you for anything just to talk even if you talk to him he would he was like that he was a bitter old man and i remember talking to the waiter because there was an old waiter that was there forever he finally passed away obviously but I was like, yeah, I'm, you know, like, you know, growing up, I never knew this. And he's like, oh my God. Yeah. Like he, if you, if you talk to him today, he would try to kick the shit out of you. I'm like, I'd like to see him try. That would have been funny. But you know at what? the same time, like he just like, but he was mean for no reason. He was one of those guys. It was he might've like, had a reason because you were probably pronouncing his name wrong. Well, not Everybody like, in your local no, area yeah. was probably pronouncing his but name it was wrong. Just, I understand. I get that. But the thing is like, he was just apparently very. He was only he was nice to the waiter because the waiter had to wait on him and he didn't want him to spit his food. But like other than that, he was just a very like I'm here to be alone, be me with my brother. But like even before that, but I was like, oh well, I'm not really a big fan of that guy. Then like I, it was one of those things. I liked his work though. I was I liked his work. Like I've never yeah no no I I honestly I kind of I kind of go on the side of of him saying fuck you. Honestly, if I said hello to him. I, I really wouldn't want to get, uh, you know, threatened to get my ass kicked. Like, like that is not good. Even if I did, like, he, he would just say, like, even there's people that said hello to him. They're like, oh, hello. I hope you're having a good day. Fuck you. I'll kill you. I was like, what? Like, okay, well, then we're going to have a fucking fight. Like, it's, it's going to be happening now. Like, it's one of those. I don't know. Like, so I've always had, I've always been on the ropes with him. It's one of those kind of things. Because I hate people. I don't know if you know this about me, Lee. No, I've Not never, sure. I've never really gotten he, that from you. He, he never got that, uh, but I've never threatened to beat the shit out of someone that said hello to me. It's one of those weird things. Well, Greg yeah. Palance's real name was Volodymyr Polinik. There, there what you go. The fuck? <laughs> See, it well, doesn't matter what uh, we call he's, uh, him. He's uh, he's, he's Ukrainian. He's, he's Ukrainian. Yeah, he's Ukrainian. Yeah. They, I, think, I, think, uh, I think Charles uh, Bronson was Ukrainian in descent as well, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But well, I mean, and all those Slavs are pieces of shit anyway. Well, of <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is this is the way we want this podcast together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, here, I'm joking. Here's oh. the thing. Here's the thing, though. Uh, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the side of Palance here. I'm not gonna go by the hearsay of a bunch of uh, locals who want to shit on the celebrity. As far as uh, as far as this, no, this is what no, this sounds like, like to me. I've never heard anything negative about him other than that from anybody. They all Yeah, like so him. you got to maybe that establishment just, you know, attracts some bad people. Um, but <laughs> that's but actually Charles, the highest Charles... class place in the place. It's very high class. Well, that that know. tells that tells us where yeah, no, I, I buy that completely. Yeah, Charles Bronson is Charles Dennis Buchensky. He's Lithuanian. Lithuanian. So you're same oh. thing. Same thing. So they should they should like fight each other. Yeah, they should. They're European. They hate each other. It's the same thing. Um, I mean, Jack Jack Palance died in 2006. So, yeah. like, you know, how old were you when you heard these stories? 
I, I, like, I how old were you when I you were having dinner? Up. Like, explain uh, to me that I'm I, really I interested going, in this. Like, I started what are going this... to dinner there when I was – my mom and dad used to take us there for special occasions ever since I was six or seven. So so you never, like, had dinner with Jack Palance. You just, no, apparently, like, had dinner like, he in was, the he restaurant was where no, he no, was? Not with him, with him okay. in the room. Like, and like so they you, know he's there. We like, like You grew parents, up hearing stories my, about my, the famous actor who's really an asshole. Yeah, I used to, I'm okay. sorry. I don't. I don't want to get spit on by you right now, Daniel. I'm sorry about that. I saw, I'm sorry I brought it up at all. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I mean uh, I'm just trying. Uh, to, I'm just trying to get this in. in no, context, no. To, you know? to, to be fair, though, like, uh, Daniel... I completely believe that he's an asshole. I have no like doubt that he was I'm an so asshole. So sorry for bringing that up. No, no, not at all. I think <laughs> I'm, I always love these 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 kinds of stories. I'm just trying to like piece this together. You know, uh, to, yeah, to be like fair, uh, Paul is significantly younger than both of us, by the way. Just so right. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like the timeline, but I, does, I, I does have work. been personally going there by myself for dinner since the late nineties. So yeah, I'm just saying like, I, I don't know. And I know he died in California or something like that after his brother yeah. passed away, which is per sad. Wikipedia. He died in Montecito. So yeah, yeah I'm, mm. I'm sorry mm. about his brother. I mean, like it's, I mean, it's when people get sick, it sucks. And he could have been suffering through like depression and stuff because of that. Who knows? Well, I hope you feel bad now, Paul. I don't ever feel bad about anything, Lee. I have <laughs> raped and killed many people, and I don't feel bad. All right. <laughs> so, final we're, thoughts we're on the off but, topic. But for, I have know. never, ever told anyone I would fight them because I said hello. So, there you go. I believe yeah. that. I believe that. Yeah. I really like the professor <laughs> character. I just want to just want to highlight. No, yeah, I, I like him, and he's frustrating at the same time. He's. One I of those really, things. I really like the the way he kind of becomes the heart of the film to a certain degree. But like the film is not like there's no way that a that a like open communist making these kinds of films is actually in support of overt pacifism in this time period. Like mm. that's just not the film is not in favor of pacifism. Well, the character and I was, may be, you know. I was but, doing a bit of I was doing a bit of reading on him too. Carbucci. From what I can gather, he's he definitely had like Marxist leanings, but he wasn't like a diehard devotee as well. So uh, we need we need fucking Jack Graham to like straighten. I was I was I was doing the I was doing the lowercase C communist, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, oh my god, the 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 USA version of communist. (laughs) (laughs) You commie fag. That kind of thing. There, there's yeah. no way that someone with an awareness of like Latin American revolutions was actually a pacifist. It's kind of yeah, thing, it's you know? like, like, it, like it's that. Just kinda... that just doesn't go with that ethos, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think that like some of the stuff like that that Paul is highlighting about, you know, oh, we, we don't believe in violence, but you know, I'm going to kind of smack you and and you know, kind of is it, it's it's intentional. The, the film is doing it intentionally. Yes, it, yeah. You know, it's not it's not a uh, kind of a, a slap at the film. To say that that's something that's happening, but at the yeah. same time, like they still did, like you know, he kept his ideologies, I guess you'd say, to the end, even though he was using the threat of violence, but not the intention of violence to uh, bluff John at the yeah, end. Yeah, well, and, and I think you could arguably say that, like, well, if you'd had a, you know, if you'd had some some ammunition there. Maybe yeah. you could have saved some lives, saved yeah, your own life, and done more. Maybe, maybe I mean, I mean, I th- I think that's a legitimate like reading one, of the ending of the, of the film. Best lines yeah. on on as far as the revolution of pacism, which would do nothing, and essentially, the one student really did. Hi- I mean, it sounds. I don't want to be a dick, but like he he basically highlighted. He said, "He goes, oh, we'll all be pacifists until they kill us all, and then we'll lose." And I'm like, "Yeah, you win. There you go. You just nailed it right on the head." 
Yeah. He's like, we're just going to wait until he kills us all off with us being nonviolent. And the next thing you know, we're all dead. And, and our, our message dies with us. I was like, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, the, the film, the film shows what happens to people who um, like right at the beginning, uh, there's, there's a voting line in the beginning of the film where people are coming up to uh, Ed, Eduardo uh, Fajardo's character or whatever, who's the Colonel who just has a sort of brief cameo in this. And, He's like, so who do you vote for? Do you vote for the, you know, the establishment asshole guy that everyone's uh, rebelling against? Or do you vote, you know, do, do you vote for the, the rebellion? And one guy comes up and is like, I don't vote for the, uh, the current guy in power. And he immediately just gets walked over to a wall that already shot. has blood stains all over it <laughs> and gets shot. And I mean, he has the courage of his convictions. Like he knew what he's getting into. He must have knew what he was getting into. Oh, yeah. He's not and, sure he's not blind. But, but then he, he still says it's like I'm not voting for your piece of shit fucking president, well, and yeah. and he gets shot for it, you know. And then uh, that's that's where you get introduced to Thomas Millian's character who fucking stabs him with a saber. Well, is... at first he's like he's like I, I he he comes off with such a feeble boot licking prick because he's just you know like laughing at the fact the guy died in a way in a weird way, shining his boots. Oh yeah, no problem. You know, shine your boots. You know. And then, as soon as he kind of laughs in his face and blows the champagne, next you know the saber comes out. And he fucking stabs him through the like. Did not expect that. But then mm-hmm. at the same time, then he just stands there like, "What the fuck am I supposed to do now?" Like he had the. It, it was kind of well, really that, weird. That's uh, that's another thing. Like Thomas Millian's character is like uh, Tony Masante's character in The Mercenary, but he gets much more mature, much quicker. Like he he goes through the sort of. Oh, you know, yeah, the revolution, of course, and here's the spoils of war. I get to, like, rip the lead actress's top off and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, have my way with her and shit. And Although he, he learns his lessons much quicker than uh, Tony Masante does. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well, he also seems like he's trying to fill those shoes even though he can't, too. I'm going to be the dictator now in charge of this little ha-ha. But he's not. Bit yeah, he's not the natural leader that uh, yeah. Tony Masante's character is in the Mercenary. That's that's yeah. kind of the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say also, uh, uh, I was noticing, and uh, and then I then I look went on IMDb, and it's like uh, anachronisms. Uh, when you rip the top open of the lead actress, you can see her bikini uh, tan outline. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like uh, that was something I noticed. It's like yeah, that's. Uh, that's 1960s or 70s. Yeah. That's not yeah. 1910 or whatever this is. Yeah. I was going to say, what the fuck? I was like, I thought there was all nude beaches down there. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only pervert on the internet. Thank you, yeah. IMDb. I did, You're I, never the I only did. pervert on the internet. Yeah, I know. We are, we are many. We are legion. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Um, I've been on the internet for almost 25 years. <laughs> yeah. I can guarantee you. <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice that, so good on you. But yeah. of course, this is my um, first time watching. Also, throwback to the last episode, Daniel, there is a three-way joke here with at uh, one yep. point uh, with mm-hmm. Franco Nero and the lead chick and uh, yeah. Tony. Uh, it's well, if you want to join, if you want to join, come on. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm down for this. Yeah, no. I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm liking it. Franco Nero, bisexual Franco Nero is my favorite Franco Nero. <laughs> I, I loved it when they were with the hooker and he's like but isn't this your girl and he goes yeah in sweden we don't care about those things oh yeah she's she's fucking great and she's yeah, like just she kind is. of forgotten by the film yeah. um yeah that's what I, yeah as soon as i said i love that she she like, like she's behind bars and she like hands him the uh the champagne and he like you know you yeah go, karen, karen schubert as zaria yeah. 
Mm. who was sort of at this point she was just you know sort of do a do a job or whatever actress uh do just doing all kinds of shit at the point like uh exploitation genre films and all that stuff and she became a porn actress around yeah. 1985 yeah, thank no, god i think I, I think we should we should definitely look her up as well and and check out some because i know she did yeah. some like emmanuel films i was looking her up and i'm like oh, oh yeah, yeah that sounds you know that sounds yeah fun. yeah i was looking at her uh filmography there i was too. Like, checking out her filmography there yes and uh you know just uh, seeing what else I might have, be interesting. I have a lot of Emmanuel films. I still need to get Emmanuel in the USA just for the barn scene. But anyway, yeah. Oh, the it's the up. one where she strokes a horse off. Yeah, I gotta get that. That's definitely yeah. if, if I'm if I'm gonna own bestiality, at least to have it fucking legal bestiality. If you know what I mean. There you go. <laughs> at least <laughs> it needs to be that high class seventy yeah, bestiality. That That's the. <laughs> Oh, actually, I have to get the 1975 Labette from France, too. I need to get that. Oh, my God. I don't know if you've <laughs> seen that film, but that's definitely one to keep. I've, I've heard of the reputation. The yeah. Beast. Yeah, I, I know I know of it. Um, but, yeah. I, anyone I, did, have... I did like the, uh, the like, the, we're going to set the place on fire, and then uh, I'm going to come in as the, uh, you know, as part of the, the fire brigade, and uh, we're going to not oh. really care that the whole yeah, place is burning no, down. And I love it. They, like, they, they it is like, we're just like... going to burn the village down just to get this one guy. Well, like, they had, yeah. No, it was a great plan because they had strategic bundles and, and wagons of hay just laying around the place. Yeah, no, it's it it great, fire. yeah. I love it. I was I didn't see any livestock, but we have all this fucking hay. Beautiful. Yeah. I really love I really love that there's one moment where, you know, like a match goes into the hay and then immediately from a completely Ooh. separate location, the thing goes woof. You know, with other friends. <laughs> like, so oh great. no. There's some there's some accelerant there or something. But there was no yeah. gasoline in the filming of this film. Yeah. Yeah. No. None at all. Not no. At all. Nope. Also, I just like to say I've got Jack Palance's Wikipedia page open right now, mm-hmm. and the like photo of Jack Palance on his Wikipedia page is Palance in '53, and it's him like staring daggers into the camera in this very like impressive gaze. Like he looks like he's about to play Frankenstein's monster, and uh, yeah. why don't you go check that out? It's, well, do you, do you see him in uh, as Dracula? In oh yeah, Franco's Dracula, very good. Like it a lot. Not Franco's Dracula. No. It's not Franco Dracula. No, it's uh, no. That was uh, Christopher Lee with a mustache. The Dracula when he, he plays uh, in Palance plays Dracula. I like. That yeah, one. it was one of the like the many seventies Draculas of. Uh, I think actually it was probably, if I'm not mistaken, maybe the same year as Frank Langella's Dracula as well. And then of course, of course, you know, one of the things when I grew up that was it was uh, big was Slitty. City, City Slickers, yeah, yeah, we mentioned them last two. episode too. Yeah, where I, uh, I, I actually really like those movies because well, no, he, he played a character named Curly, and in Curly's the Mercenary, yeah. he played a character named Curly. Oh no, shit! Oh, yeah. that's awesome. I did, unfortunately, I was going to do that and join you guys on that episode, but my link wouldn't play because of copyright regions. So yeah, that I, was yeah. weird. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, but I, I was looking forward to it. But I'm glad I'm getting on this one. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. in a TV version of Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, right. from 1973. Oh, was that yeah, actually okay. a TV movie? That's what I have. Oh, I yeah, know it was on TV. There's there's been like good, s- several TV movie versions of Dracula too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and series and shit. I like um, uh, I like that. I like when they um, actually I like it when uh, the Federale he actually the Campanero actually comes up with the great idea of 
let's dress as fucking monks and put them in a casket and stuff. Yeah. At first, the, like at first, I thought he was coming up with this harebrained scheme that they were like, you know, oh, go fuck yourself. But then they end up doing it. I was like, works for me. Works for me. Uh, yeah. But no, he's got cholera. Yeah, no, I like that. He's like, oh no, don't open it up. He's, he died of cholera. Fuck that. And then and then John comes in and says, burn everybody. And yeah, burn, burn the them guys all. too. Yeah, yeah they they love to die with their brother. Yeah, I was like, oh fuck, this mm. is sick. Next thing you know, railgun mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Lucky there was a railgun in that truck. Franco Nero, whenever he's in a Corbucci movie, he's about two steps away from grabbing a really oversized bullshit machine gun that doesn't make sense in the real world. It just mm-hmm. it just happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, we we all know that in, in Italy, like in Italian to English, Nero means Gatling gun. So there you go. I think it should. It should. It should. Franco because... Nero's picture should be right next to Gatling, <laughs> next to a Gatling gun. gun. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Ah, la, la, la. Yeah. So uh, do we have any final thoughts uh, other than this movie's awesome? <laughs> It's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like it better than the Mercenary, honestly, because I, even though it is kind of like a streamlined, uh, it's a lot more fun than the Mercenary. It's a lot. It more is. Fun yeah. it, it just yeah. is. It just it just goes. It's as boat is lo- It's longer than the Mercenary, actually. It is. I think. Yeah. Well, that's weird, but it seems like if it's more streamlined, but maybe it just it goes. Up, maybe it cut up some of that dead weight that maybe the Mercenary had. That well, well here's, here's the thing too. Uh, the version I gave you, Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what version you watched, Daniel. Did you download from Rare Lust or uh... no? It's on uh, Amazon Prime. So you got I the watched... subtitles, right? I got, I got it with subtitles. So, so you know, so the version... well, I mean, it's it's English dubbed, but it did have subtitles. So right. Mm-hmm. So the version I uh, I gave to Paul was the the full restored version, except it didn't have sub subtitles. So there was several parts that was just strictly Italian because uh, they didn't have the English dubs available. Uh, mm. on that footage so here's the thing either that footage was like legit lost the dubs in some weird circumstance or that was stuff that was actually cut from the english version of the film so how long is the version you gave to him two then? hours and three minutes yeah oh, no so like, yours is like nine minutes longer than mine was an hour 54 yeah so yeah but the thing is the, the version i gave paul is the complete full version it's got the re in sort of the re-added Italian stuff that mm-hmm. doesn't have English dubs, so it's supposed to have the subtitles, but the stuff I gave Paul didn't have the subtitles. Like I said, I kind of kind of think like some of that stuff's pretty fucking crucial to the film, whereas that can't be an English cut. Like this movie would look terrible if if that was the English cut if those scenes were taken out. So. Uh, I, I don't know what the fuck happened to some of the footage of this or whatever at the time, but well, I may have watched the version without. The, I mean, I I was not following the plot in so much detail, so you know, no, I, now I now I'm definitely going to look up the two hour version. Oh and well, see, you know, uh, well, here's the thing. Um, this has the same structure as the mercenary, the version we watched. I don't know if it's the same version you watched where. It starts in the present day and then goes to flashback. The, yeah, no, this, in fact, again, it was kind of one of those uh, once upon a time in the West kind of moments where it starts off at a train station, you know, right. Of, but it doesn't mm-hmm. spend like nine minutes uh, watching people uh, shoe flies. You know? <laughs> oh, well, then no, maybe you did see the cut version because it the, the version that me and Paul watched, it starts off with uh, our female lead like running to the duel between Nero and Thomas Million. Hmm. And then it goes to the flashback. It goes for, like, there's a vo- voiceover no, they're, from they're, Nero saying, oh, I met uh, Vosco in this and 
Yeah, no, it definitely starts that way, and then you know, so I don't, I'm not sure what was missing. I'll have to, uh, you know, we'll we'll have to uh, check that out. Uh, professional podcasters would have worked this out in advance. Well, but, I was you know, trying to do yeah. some research on this, but it's like you know, I got conflicting shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's no. The version I watched was an hour and fifty four minutes, and it's the version that's streaming on Amazon Prime. So, like, okay, so yeah, the the one we watched is like. Just near or over two hours or something like yeah, that. That's why I yeah. was trying to I was trying to figure out some of the translations of what was going on because there was no subtitles, so I wanted to see what they were talking about. Mm. But like you, you still get you still get the gist of it. It's like you know uh, who are you voting for? This guy. Who are you voting for? This guy. Oh, you're getting shot. You know, it's like that that kind of yeah. stuff. Like gr- sort of broad strokes. It's like yeah, okay, I get it. And then at the end, you know, Franco Nero. Vamos a matar Campaneros. You know what he's fucking saying, and he's riding back to. Yeah, it doesn't translate the song. It just sort of translates the, uh, you know. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, no, that that's interesting. I'll definitely check that out, and uh, we will see. Yeah, uh, we ran into this with one of the Polizioteskis, which I like sourced right. a version on Rare Lust, and it's like, oh yeah, it's got like big chunks of it where it's just yeah, it's just in Italian and. Uh, who knows and like that song that doesn't even have the kind of you know that one didn't even have the kind of exposure this one did where like you can google this and find like a plot summary no like you know a lot of these yeah. things are like well hope you spoke italian in the 70s because otherwise you're <laughs> fucked <laughs> yeah uh so box office for this 1.4 billion lira so did pretty well for yeah. you know you know yeah. uh 28 dollars american Yep. I mean that that's a, that's Avengers money right there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh DVD info. Uh so initially there was an Anchor Bay version of this which um I think has been improved by Blue Underground. Uh they they originally just redid the Anchor Bay Anchor Bay thing cuz they got all the rights to most of their films. But then they produced another version in 2014 and 2015 and that would be the DVD and the Blu-ray versions that apparently have a improved English track. So maybe that's what you saw, Daniel. Uh, could be. Could be. Because uh, the the one I have is obviously the fucking, uh, just the repurposed Anchor Bay thing. And that's on a triple feature. A lot of times the ones that are on like Amazon Prime or whatever, you know, whatever like, print that they had kind of easily available. So it's usually, yeah. you know. Like, but uh, it's complicated with these kind of things because it's just a lot of times they'll actually have a free version that's like better quality than the version you rent because the version <laughs> they rent is from some other rights holder. Right. So like sometimes yeah, I just found it it was on Prime and I hit play on it and didn't think too much about it. But you know, yeah. It's kind of one of those kind of so so the one I have is uh, actually on a three pack. It's the uh, Blue Underground's uh, sort of midnight movies triple feature, and it's got this. It's got Four of the Apocalypse and Run Man Run. And those are, I think they're all just Blue Underground uh, re-releases of the Anchor Bay versions. And then Blue Underground went on to do a re-upped version of this. So that might be the one that you got that has like the improved language tracks and stuff, maybe. I don't know. Right. But uh, No, the version I watched looked really good, but it was entirely, like, I didn't have any... Just like- entirely English. Entirely in English, yeah, and and it was definitely an hour fifty four because I was watching the slider bar, so I, I know how long it was. So, all right, all right, yeah, cool, cool. Uh, I have I have no trivia for this, so uh, so we're good on that. Um, this whole podcast was trivia for this ultimately. I th- I think it was kind of yeah, like I honestly my only trivia was the improvision from Thomas Millian where he was like fucking with Nero. That was, that was basically <laughs> it. Loved it. Yeah. So. Um, 
Paul, tell people where they can find you on the internet. Tell them about your awesome horror movie podcast and all that good stuff. Okay. Well, you can find me on PA Brew News, and we do on the PA Brew News site every other Friday and Sunday. We do the Maniacs Meet podcast where we do random horror films, and on Sunday we do Slasher Sundays, PA Brew News. You can check me out on Instagram, oil underscore paintings underscore by underscore P. Romaley, or on Facebook, Oil paintings by Pierre Bailey. Blah 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 blah. Sweet, there and I, I I will um I keep forgetting to do it, but uh, I'll eventually have those links uh up on the sidebar of our actual Podbean site, so people mm-hmm. can get easy access to all that stuff. So there you go, uh, Daniel. Where can people find you on the interwebs? I am on Twitter at Daniel Lee Harper. You can uh, find me there. I do uh, various things. Mostly the big other thing that I do is talk about really terrible people who say really terrible things about uh people of color who want to kill them all uh modern day nazis i do that i do a podcast i don't speak german talking about those people so yeah if you like this podcast and also hate nazis go check that out yeah there you go and you can find us at tmbdos.podbean.com where you can find our apple Podcasts, youtube and facebook links join the facebook group this is the best place to get in touch with us find out what's going on with the podcast and um that's that's the best way, you know, leave comments where we will read them and leave suggestions for films to watch. And we often do it. Uh, we're, we're getting much better at fulfilling requests these days. So uh, you, you have a good chance. You, you want us to uh, review fucking some obscure, weird film from Europe from 1972 that no one's ever heard about. There's a good chance that uh, if you request it, we'll jump on it. So there you go. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking, uh, next week we have a couple films left on our list here for our Westerns. Uh, we have the Ballad of Buster Scruggs from 2018. We have Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid from 1973. And we have Soldier Blue from 1970. So what do we want to do? I feel like we so. I feel I feel like we should end it on uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I feel like that's where we should end the series. So uh, let's 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 try f- for Soldier Blue. I think. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That one might be a little bit tougher. I've, I'm gonna have to see what we can do to source that. But um, yeah. Other than that, so if you can't if you can't source that, then uh, we'll do Pat Garrett and Bill the Kid, and that'll be because I know that one's sourceable. So yeah. yeah, that one's sourceable, and that one's probably more work too because there's like several versions of it. I'm gonna have to do a lot of shit on that one, but I I would love to do it at the same time. Okay. so I'm not complaining. Well, we will do one or the other. I will uh, Lee. I will let you know whether I can get Soldier Blue easily within the next hour or two. So all right, cool. Uh, again, go to our Facebook group, join it up. You'll you'll find out what's coming up next time. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank you, guys, for joining us uh, and joining me. Uh, it's it's always great to have Paul and Dan at the same time. Three way can't can't beat that. And way to go. Yep. Yeah. Way to go. Yep. And uh, we'll see you guys again when we see you. Goodbye.
been listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. For other episodes, our links to Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and our Facebook group, as well as links to podcasts and websites of similar interest, please visit us at tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through.